Hi, and welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today I'm joined by Laura. Laura is an HR director and on her menopause journey, as we women all are. Um, Laura, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. Um, so I'm Laura. Um, I live in Hertfordshire. I'm 59 years old. I'm looking forward to celebrating the big milestone birthday later this year. Um, I've been married for nearly 33 years. And my two children recently returned from uni, one with a partner as well. And now my empty nest is extremely full. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also a prime example of what they call now the sandwich generation, as I have significant responsibility for my elderly parents. And uh, I know how lucky I am to be nearly 60 and to have them both. So Mm. I, I do consider myself to be fortunate. Um, And I've been in HR since 1985, which is 38 years. I can hardly believe that. Wow. Um, And I'm currently director of HR at a small charity in Buckinghamshire. Lovely. And now on your journey, whereabouts are you? I think I'd probably say that I'm more or less over the menopause, but there are some stubborn symptoms that, that seem to be refusing to leave. Okay. And, and, and so if you're sort of further down the journey than a lot of people listening, what was your experience going through? You know, what were the main symptoms you experienced and how did you, how did you cope with them and what did you do to, to deal with them? Okay. So my journey wasn't a typical one because um, I had a hysterectomy when I was just 40, um, although they left my ovaries. So I didn't go into immediate menopause. And so I didn't have the obvious pointers for when for when I started this menopause journey because my periods had stopped with the surgery. Yeah. Um, I did start to have some hot flushes, luckily not night sweats, because I I know a lot of people have had night sweats. Um, And I quite smugly thought at the time that I'd flown through without too many problems. And it it was only when we had a speaker at my previous company to the one I'm working now, talking about menopause awareness, that it dawned on me that I hadn't actually sailed through it. And I was really shocked um, when I found out some of the things that I had experienced was not just me being a grumpy old lady. It was it was actually down to menopause. Um, I'm happy to talk through that because there was three or four main ones that I'm happy to talk through if that's if that's what you want to hear. No, that would be great. Okay. So the first one was rages. Um, and I, I, I knew I was having rages and I would go from from zero to 100% literally in a nanosecond. Um, But I just thought I was a tired mum, working full time, bringing up two children, um, and that it was normal. Um, And I can clearly remembering this screaming so loud at the children and my husband sometimes in the mornings that my throat would actually be sore for the rest of the day. Um, And I was aware that all day it made me feel bad. I was thinking, why do you know, it was it was an unnecessary reaction. Why did yeah. I do that? And I can also remember, and I can still remember the look of bewilderment, be- sorry, bewilderment on my husband and children's faces. Um, and I understood why they looked like that because I, I felt the same. Why on earth did I do that? Um, and it was only when I went to this talk and I thought, oh my God, there was a reason for it. And and had I known, by the time I found out those rages had gone and they have gone, thank God. Um, but I, I think I would have sought some help if I'd have known that it was a symptom of menopause. Um, yeah. So that was one. But the other one, again, um, just suddenly after wearing contact lenses for 
over 30 years, I started to be able not to be able to see properly. They kept clouding over. Um, they were gas permeable ones, so they're hard. Um, and I kept cleaning them and nothing would, nothing seemed to make me be able to see properly. So I went to the optician and he was so sweet and very politely said to me that, oh, it's just a change in hormones and suggested an alternative that I could use, which was fine. Um, but how I wish he would have said to me, it's a menopause system, go to your doctor, a symptom, go to your doctor, go and get some help. Because I just didn't, I didn't link the two things together. Obviously, my eyes were dried up. And um, they also used to ping out of my eyes as well. Not only could I not see, sometimes I'd be in a meeting and I'd blink and they would come flying out my eyes. Oh, sorry. I, I, mean, the, the, I just had a vision there. <laughs> and I'd have to say, I'm really sorry. And then everyone would stop. And if, if it went on the table, it was a result. Sometimes it was on the floor. <laughs> I said, don't, don't move your feet, don't tread on them. But, yeah. I've, never, I've never heard that before. That's interesting, that one, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, wow. it, and it is. And actually, well, I'll, I'll talk about later, and I've looked into some of the symptoms. Dry eyes is one of the symptoms that probably little known about. Um, but I think one of the things that you brought up there that is, is interesting is that it's almost like you realised they were symptoms after the event. Yes, because there was so little talked about it in those days, wasn't there? Exactly. And for me, everything has been after the event because I I just didn't realise. I just uh, The only thing probably was the hot flushes that made me think, oh, yeah, this might be a menopause. I didn't know about all the others. One that I'm still suffering with now and I've learned to live with is losing my words. Um, and I found this both professionally and at home that I can be speaking and everyone thinks I'm very calm and I'm just talking like I'm talking to you now. But in my mind, I know that in maybe four or five, six words time, I can't think of the words that I need to say in this sentence. And I'd probably say 98% of the time, by the time I get to that word, it's it, I've either found the word or I've thought of um, one that I can use, an alternative. I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> yeah, I found <laughs> I found an alternative, but sometimes I just have to say, you know, this word has just escaped me or, or I'm having a senior moment or whatever. Yeah. I feel more confident about that now to be able to say it. But at, at times the anxiety of, 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 you know, talking to a lot of people and knowing that you don't know what you're going to say is really, really difficult to, to manage. Um, so, and the more reading and research I've done, um, the more I realised I didn't just sail through the menopause. Um, I had a number of symptoms without knowing. Um, and I even learned a new one. Last week, um, I was trained as a menopause um, champion. And I learned that um, night driving, the anxiety about night driving, which was something I've always been quite, you know, I drive anywhere at any time, is also um, a menopause symptom, the anxiety with it. Um, and I was so relieved to know that that there was a reason for it. And I had a real result because I went out on Saturday night with some friends and um, my husband drove there, which meant I had to drive back. But when I started to tell him that what I'd learned in this training, he was quite, I think he was like, oh, okay, that's why you're getting so anxious all the time. And halfway through the meal, he just said, I won't have another drink. I'll drive home. So oh. I was really chuffed because that was a real result because I think he could see that I actually wasn't enjoying the evening. I was all I could think about was, are we going to leave before it's still light or, you know, don't have a dessert? You know, <laughs> it's all 
all those um, things. Yeah, trying so, to get home quickly. Yeah, yeah. And, and is that the only anxiety you've got? Then not. Well, I don't say only, but is yeah. it is it is it um, focused on the night driving, or do you have any other anxiety? I think it's mainly on the night driving. I, I, you know, I suppose I do get anxious about things, but I, and again, and you talking to you, it's making me think about it. I was extremely anxious through COVID, as of course many people yeah. were. I don't know whether that was because I was anxious about COVID or whether that was a symptom of my menopause. I was unreasonably um, anxious. I didn't go out. I I, only, I didn't go out way past when we were allowed to go out um, until I actually caught it. <laughs> and then once I caught it and I realised I'd survived it, then I started to have my life again. But most people were going out long before I did. So maybe I had been suffering with other anxiety without, you know, putting it to the menopause. Yeah, but I think everybody went through a generalized anxiety around COVID, didn't they? I mean, it was such a scary time. And if you were going through the menopause as well, well, that was yes. really adding to it and, and probably amplifying the, the symptoms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 now what did you do? So you had the you had those symptoms that you didn't know were related to the menopause. So presumably if you thought you sailed through it, you didn't take anything. I didn't take anything at all. And you know, even now. I'm wondering, I, I don't know enough about it and I haven't seen a doctor for, for pre-COVID because you can't get to a doctor. I don't know whether there would be any benefit in HRT now when I think I'm through it. I, I, I don't know. I, I need to do some more research. But yeah, I've gone through the whole lot without any support at all. And, and how do you feel now looking back and looking at, you know, realising that you did have those symptoms? I feel, I feel a bit silly in a way I know that's a stupid word to use but I just I was naive I suppose because people didn't talk about it it you know menopause now is like how mental health was maybe eight nine years ago yeah didn't talk about it whereas now it's not a taboo subject anymore and people will talk about it but if I'd have if I'd have only just sat down and put joined the dots maybe I could have sought some help and not gone through what I did go through particularly the, the rage thing because the rage for me affected my family, and I would if I if I'd have known that I could have done something to to stop that, I would have done it. Yeah, and I think, but I think it's a common story, uh, and uh, the rage seems to be quite common as well. But yeah, it's yes, and it's just so weird, and and I can remember trying to rationalise it in my own mind by saying. I've gone from naught to 100 and I've screamed at them. And the reason I, I gave myself for it to be okay was, well, I knew I was going to have to scream anyway. So rather than just ask them nicely five times, I'll just <laughs> scream and get it over with. But that's... Just save some time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. We just need to get to school or we need to do, you know, whatever. But I remember giving myself that rationale as to why I had done it, but I also knew it wasn't right. Yeah, and I think there'll be many people listening who will, especially who are approaching, you know, late 50s, 60, who didn't know what it was and, and just thought it was part of ageing and a sort of decreased um, ability to cope with stuff. Yes. And and I didn't even have anyone. I mean, I know people didn't really talk about it, but my mum had a, um, a hysterectomy when she was 36. So she was even younger than I was. So she didn't go through it traditionally. And I don't remember... I mean, I was only in my early teens, so I don't remember any sort of conversation about any of this. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's 
yeah, in hindsight, I wish I'd known more. I would have done things differently, but we are where we are. Yeah, and you're through it almost and now in a position to help other women yes. as a, a, a menopause champion. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. So, so maybe tell us a little bit about that because I understand you've recently trained on that and that's yes. with your current company, isn't it? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you how it came about. So I, as, as we said, I'm an HR director of a relatively small charity and by the very nature of being a charity, we're quite lean and every person works very hard to do the best that we can within our limits. And over the past eight, maybe 12 to 18 months, I suppose, uh, I've had a lot of colleagues ask me whether we would have a menopause policy. Um, and I did some research and found that it was mainly much larger organisations that had the resource and, you know, to be able to have a policy and actually follow it. And they all offered extra time off from work for managing symptoms, you know, and I knew that just wouldn't work for us. Um, mm. We just had, we just couldn't, we already have a very generous um, sick pay scheme, but to give people more time off, we're so lean, we just... It just wouldn't work for us. And what I wanted to build was understanding of menopause and support and someone that would talk, you could talk to and listen, and someone that would listen to people that were going through it without actually having to give people time off. So yeah. um, we started off, we engaged a very well-respected GP, a local GP who was specialising in menopause. And she came to talk to us um, on a wellbeing talk, which we had great engagement for. It was a very informative talk, but I couldn't get the men to attend, no matter how hard I said to the, I said, you know, this is not just for women. You might manage someone, you might live with someone, you know, I think, please mm. come along. It would be good for you to understand. We had, I think, three or four men and the rest were women. Um, and And that was, I felt that was a great shame because I wanted to be able to help men help that you know other people so after that and we as I say we've had great engagement from the women we um felt we needed to do more so we we put together a little group to talk about what could we do if we don't have a policy what would be the best thing and someone came up with what about having menopause champions and we do have mental health champions so we thought we could build it in the same way um, and we did some research and found a lady that could that would do some training for us. So it was only last week, last Thursday, six women and two men at all different levels within our organisation um, attended the training. And from that, we are putting together a charter which will let everybody know about it, let them know who the champions are and let them know what to expect from our role as champion. And... Um, we we talked a lot about what we could do, and we 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 basically want to be a, we want to be listening, we want to be signposting, we want to provide empathy and support, um, and also a resource centre for for people to go to 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 see things that can help them. Um, Brilliant. And and I think I think what's really important is that we want to create an environment where we encourage open conversations and not make menopause a taboo subject. And that's why I was over the moon when two people put themselves for two men put themselves forward to um, become champions, because even if women don't feel comfortable to go to those two men, then maybe some of our male um, colleagues will think, OK, I don't want to talk to to one of the women but I'm happy to talk to those two um, and just try and make it more inclusive and as, as I said earlier we want it not to be a taboo subject we want to make it a, a subject that can be spoken about just the same way as mental good or bad mental health can be. 
So, so now in your company, if there's a woman who's struggling with menopause, how, how do you view the menopause champions working? Is it um, so someone might have a direct report who's a menopause champion and they might be well, just exp- what we're going sorry to interrupt you that's all right yeah what what we're going to do is we're going to launch everything together so our employee assistance program which is a great scheme have now launched a menopause support service um, and they have a lot of helpful resources on their platform as well so we're going to launch we're going to launch that we're going to launch the fact that we've got eight um champions we're going to put hopefully this podcast as well um and we're going to go out as a big bang to all of our colleagues to say this is a thing this is what we this is what is here to help you we're here to help you as a female uh, at any stage of your journey we're here to help you as a as a male who might have a someone at home or someone or a colleague that you're working with and these are your champions and they don't it might be and we found this with mental health that even if your manager is a champion you might want to go to someone else Yes, you've got a choice. You've got a choice. To, yeah. Their choice is absolutely their choice. Yeah. And and I think what you you know, you said the big companies offer days off. I don't think women really want days off. They just want to be understood. They want I to be supported. That yeah. They want they want policies that will support them. And just I guess working from home if you're having a you've had a bad night's sleep or some, just yeah, support and understanding. And and you know, and I learned on this course last week that you know, symptoms can last from two years to 16 years. So Ooh. you can't keep having time off. That's not. And what do you do? You sit at home and you feel bad. You know, let's talk about it. Let's what can we We can do flexible working. We can make some reasonable adjustments. We can we provide fans or, you know, all those different things, depending on what symptoms you're suffering with. But it's better to have the conversation than just say, I'm taking a day off for menopause leave. I mean, I, I, to me, it doesn't make sense. No, no. And and I guess also then it stops people leaving because some women leave because they uh, the the brain fog, the I know. sleepless nights uh, and you lose good good staff at, at a senior level that you really exactly. don't want to lose. Yeah. And that that really does worry me because I again on this course last week we're looking at the statistics and 51% of women over 50 are still in work if they're going to start leaving then you're going to lose good people and we should you know and they've been good this is the thing that always that always frustrates me. If they've been a good worker for a long time and then suddenly they're not, rather than just say, oh, there's a capability issue, why don't people just say, what's what's going on? What, why, you know, what's happened? Because this isn't like you. And then it opens the conversation. And that's when we can try and find what support we can give as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Menopause Champion course, is that a, a one-day course? Well, the one that we chose, it was a one-day course and it was the, actually the provider has stopped doing that now. She's training other people to do it because she's going in a different direction. But it was thought-provoking, it was wowing, you know, in some of the cases and um, it, it gave up, all of us came away feeling that we would be able to have a sensible and empathetic conversation with anyone that came to talk to us about it. Brilliant. And and do you see um, you, you, your company having ongoing, um, not training, but awareness of, of, of the menopause in terms of um, some companies run talks? Oh. Yes. Well, we we have we did touch on it actually last week, and we had our first the eight of us that were trained have our first meeting to decide what it is 
we can offer. And again, it's it's always a balance because we're, as I say, very small, yeah, lots yeah. and lots and lots going on. And I think we'll we'll go by the appetite that people have once we share what we've done so far. But I know some people have these, uh, they have like uh, menopause cafes, which has now been patented. So um, we wouldn't do that, but we might have, we, we have what we call virtual tea and biscuits. And ever since COVID, our wellbeing um, lady puts in virtual tea and biscuits and different people arrive at different times and um, they all sit and have a chat. That doesn't have to be about work. So we're, we don't know if we're going to do a menopause tea and biscuits. We have had themed ones before now, but that's another thing that we could do ongoing as well. Yeah, brilliant idea. It's just wonderful that companies are looking at ways of just, as I say, supporting women and just making sure they don't leave and, and, and feel valued at yes, a time I mean, when it's it's quite you know when as a time when it's quite difficult to exactly that yeah. and I, you know I'm very proud to work for the company that I work for we have we're, as I say 250 staff and we have a full-time dedicated community and well-being coordinator and she her job is to think about all the different things that are going on all around the country and abroad because we have people abroad as well and to bring them together as a community and and to look after their well-being you've got companies much bigger than that that don't have a dedicated um, member of staff so I'm I'm proud that we've got that brilliant that's I mean that's a wonderful story yeah but is is there anything else you'd like to share with the with the listeners either from your own you know personal experience or from a work point of view that you feel would be useful I, I think I've covered everything at the moment thank you okay well, that was great it was real I think a lot of people will have gained a lot from that um and oh, I think I'm yeah glad. I hope so yeah and Thank you so much for joining us today. That's my pleasure. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. I really enjoyed speaking to Laura about her menopause journey and what she did to get through it, and I hope you learned something from it too. It was also interesting hearing about her company setting up menopause champions. Maybe that's given you food for thought for your company. Join me next week for the next edition of Menopause Buddies. And if you'd like to tell the listeners your story, please contact me on annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk. Bye for now.